0: Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics podcast. My name is Daniel. It's Havos Hopus Maximus. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, all of those. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review, and we will read it on the show. And if you want to help the podcast out monetarily, we have a Patreon where we record... The things tend to be around an hour of just whatever we feel like talking about. So check that out. Links are in the, all in the description. I'm sure help you boys out. Half Hope. Where can people get you on the internet before we start?
1: Type in Half Hope, man. You'll you'll see my Twitter, Instagram, and all that. Shabante. I'll just go to halfhopefootballhops.com.
0: I am I am at Daniel to look. Carl doesn't have Wi-Fi right now, so it is what it is. Um, where do you want to start?
1: I know that you being the wordsmith, the English major, first class in English major and English lit and stuff, you will somehow find a way to coin a title involving Neymar and Mbappe, you know, because this was supposed to be Neymar's big moment, his massive moment where, you know, this is is him to show. You know what? I was right to leave Barcelona. For me, his worst performance I've ever seen of his.
0: That's a bit of hyperbole if I've ever heard it. Like his worst ever performance, chill.
1: Okay. Worst performance in a big game that I've seen of his for sure. So like in a in a game that's So obviously, high stakes La Liga game, high stakes Champions League game, final or anything. It's the worst game of 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 his.
0: So that's that's where you want to start.
1: Dispossessed twenty seven times.
0: So we're fifty nine percent pass completion. So so we're starting with Neymar. Okay, I don't buy the Neymar flop narrative. We didn't have to start here, but this is where we want to go. So let's go. I'm not buying the narrative that Neymar flopped. I'm just not. Because I watched the game. If you look at, if you look for stats and how many passes completed, if you look for, like, uh, as you just gave, the t- amount he was dispossessed or <laughs> passes completed or goals or assists, obviously they didn't score, so there was none of that. You might look at it and say, man, Neymar, he was really bad. He was really poor. And I'm sure, like, I can think of instances where maybe he was trying too hard, where he tried to dribble three or four guys when he didn't need to. But he was pressing not pressing in the sense of trying to attack Bayern's uh, defense, but pressing in the sense of urgency. He was trying things. And when you try things, you tend to make mistakes. That's just a consequence of, yo, we're down a goal. I need to go harder. In some inst- I think he just lost his head in some ways. And he was just trying too hard. And in that, you make mistakes. But I can accept those mistakes. If you know it's on me, I need to do something. So let me try to dribble through, dribble through three or four guys. You do that. Bayern's a good team; they're gonna get the ball from you because that's what they do. That's not the same as you passing it out of bounds or a misplaced forty-yard pass that you have no business doing. Wait, out of, out of
1: bounds, man. This this is not NBA, man. Into touch. Okay, thank you. So you're what making I ex- excuses for the so-called best player in the world.
0: Who, who's called Neymar the best player in the world?
1: Oh, my God. Come on. This was supposed to be the game. He is the only player who is in the conversation and the arguments with Messi and, for some people, Cristiano. He's nope. always been in that nobody conversation. Nobody calls
0: Neymar player. the best footballer in the world. Nobody says that. It's either Messi or Cristiano. That's what? it. So nobody has
1: even has made the arguments of Neymar being the best in the world. Come not, on.
0: Bro. Not the way you just said it. Like, it's just common knowledge. Like, no,
1: no, 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 but people have... T- puts him in the conversation. So he's been in the conversation. He's with been, he's,
0: he's been, there's Messi. there's Cristiano. And then there's like a large gap. And oh, then you, no. and, and, and then you get in the conversation of Neymar hazard. I guess Griezmann was there for a time. Wow. Uh, You're putting Neymar with Griezmann. I said, I guess Griezmann was there for a time where, when people were talking about this, maybe like two, three years ago when he was at Atletico, just in that next tier of players, nobody's ever called Neymar. They, they've said he's talented enough to be the best player in the world, but nobody's called him the best player in the world. So you using that frame is disingenuous. But
1: no. But, but the fact of the matter is that they had, there was a massive spotlight on him based on how, we, how good we know he is, his ability, and what we know he's capable of, of doing. So putting all those things in context and stuff, that performance he gave was incredibly disappointing.
0: Is that what? Okay, was that due to him personally, or or was it Bayern created the context
1: to that, that made? Of
0: both. And this is this is something I'm having a problem with with this game. And I guess we probably should talk through the game first, but we're here, so you can't in one hand say PSG, particularly Mbappe and Neymar, were trash, and then in the same hand say. Bayern are one of the greatest. This Bayern side is one of the best sides I think we've seen. This treble winning side is one of like the top three of all time or whatever it is. People want to put it with the the first Bayern treble winning team or the Barcelona team, uh, Pep's Barca and those kinds of teams. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that Yo Neymar and Mbappe are just trash and they're useless, waste players and then give Bayern the credit for being the great team that they are or that you claim they are. Like both things can't be true. They they can't be true. No, and because if Bayern are so good, then they make the team that they're playing against no. But I'll tell you why it can't be true.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. Bayern unique in terms of their pressing, their physicality, and so forth, and the quality they have without the ball made it difficult for Neymar. Neymar has not faced a team like this. So how like can this. you blame?
0: So 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 Neymar, how can you say I mean, Neymar was the was worst ever? There, if, if 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 you understand how good Bayern are it makes sense why well, Neymar and Mbappe would struggle in the way that they did. I, I was getting, you know, you just caught me off. I was getting there.
1: You know, let, 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 let a man land, I beg. Let me land. Have, let me land. You know,
0: we're going back. It's a conversation, you know. No, no, no. Oh,
1: okay. So, let me start. Yes, by you, you dig 100%. Great team. Amazing team without the ball. Neymar has never faced a team like this as good without the ball. That's right. But from my point of view, I know how good Neymar is. I know the kind of ability that he has. And I feel that he could have done more to affect the game than what he did. I feel that if Neymar had done more and they would have still have lost, I'd have still said, look, Neymar, he tried. He he did what he did. Even if there were times when he didn't control the ball properly, he made bad decisions, he lost the ball too easily. So there were sort of simple things that he could have done that he was failing to do because I think because of how big the final was and everything and how the game was going away from him, he was making more and more mistakes and he was losing losing concentration. So his performance actually declined more in the second half as opposed to the first half because he could feel that, oh my gosh, this is this is slipping away and I'm not having the kind of game that I normally have. Because for me, Mbappe did more to create situations than Neymar did. Now, look, this was also goes down to Tuchel because for me, I still feel that he should have gone with Icardi as... He should have second half, big call, take off DiMario, bring on De, bring on Ikade, puts Neymar out wide so that he has space to try and affect the game. Because the issue was, Bayern Munich knew what Neymar does in the previous games. He, he, he comes in deep, gets the ball. Bayern, you know what? Goretzka, Thiago, whoever gets onto him physically because we know that he likes to hold on to, to the ball. He can get away, away with that with lesser um, players who are not as good as us without the ball. And then he gets the ball, hustle him, hustle him, hustle him, squeeze him out, suffocate him. That is on Tuchel as well. Bring him out wide, put a decoy in there like a caddy roll, and let's see what Neymar can, can do out wide with more space. But still, there were still instances in the first half and in the second half in which a guy of his ability, I know how, how good he is. However good Bayern is, I know what Neymar can do. I know what this man can do. And, I, and for me, it just felt as if it was disappointing it was disappointing. I'm not asking for a three goals or a hat trick or anything. His general play overall the 90 minutes was disappointing. And you have to say that he flopped based on he didn't even perform. You can still perform and still lose. That's fine.
0: How many attacking players in that game played well? On on, on either side? So I mean strikers and forwards.
1: Oh oh no, oh, common was one of the best players on that pitch.
0: So we that's one out of six. Lewandowski hit the post. Other than that, his his, his Di Maria his play and Mbappe was okay. had a
1: few flashes. Mbappe and Di Maria had had a few flashes. But really, the the player that really was consistently creating issues was Coleman.
0: So I would say Coleman had a decent game. He scored the goal. There was instances he was given the Kara. Yeah, Kara, he was giving him trouble. I thought Di Maria was okay. I wasn't, I was confused a little bit by the, by the substitution, but yeah, I wouldn't say any, there was, there wasn't really, except for Coleman, there wasn't really a standout attacking player. And I put that down in large part to the way that PSG decided to play this game. I don't know if I've ever seen PSG have that little possession of the ball in a game. And I guess, you know, you have to give, again, you have to give Bayern credit for being as good as they were, but I think the stat was, I know, I know they had under 40% 40% 40% possession. I think they had three shots on target, which would have been Mbappe had one, Neymar had one, and Marquinhos had one. Those were the only three. And obviously Neuer makes great saves on, on all three. Bayern only had two shots on target, by the way. The way PSG played was such a deviation from how they normally play. They were baiting Bayern to come onto them, basically, and then trying to use the pace of Mbappe, Di Maria, and Neymar to exploit the high line that they knew Bayern would play, and in that I thought, generally speaking, uh, outside of maybe the Mbappe miss, they did okay. It was just when when Bayern opened them up with you know Tiago makes a great pass, I think to Kimmich, Kimmich plays it into I think Muller maybe, and then Kimmich gets it back, puts across to the back post, Coleman gets the header. Once that happens around I'm not quite sure the minute but somewhere in the 60s I think PSG then had to flip a switch and they weren't able to flip the switch. They played a large chunk of that game defensively. I think Bayern made them do that by just the way that they were able to play through the press and just keep the ball and gain a uh, control of the match as it were. But I don't think PSG were terrible. I just think Bayern are just better. <laughs> if you look at the starting 11, it was like, yo, so a team with Ander Herrera in midfield is going to yeah. beat Bayern.
1: I thought he had a, like an, an alright game man. Herrera. Fam. Shocking.
0: They had a midfield of Marquinhos, who's a natural centre-back. a Herrera, who's a Manchester United reject. And Paredes, if, if I'm lying, you can tell me. But <laughs> it might be harsh, but I mean, you know. Um, and look, I think they were all pretty good. But when you look at what Bayern had, and I've seen a lot of PSG fans kind of pissed off, like, yo, I'm done with Neymar. I'm done with Mbappe. Like, if they sell them, fine. I'm cool. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, it wasn't that bad. Like, look at your team. Like, your team isn't perfect by any stretch. The fullbacks can improve. If you had Verratti for the whole game, maybe you'd have been able to keep possession of the ball a bit better and Bayern wouldn't have been able to damage you as much. But that being said, if you, the way Bayern played, Throughout this whole Champions League campaign, beating Chelsea 7-1 over two legs, beating Barcelona 8-2 in a, in a one-off match, to only allow two shots on target in 90 minutes to Bayern Munich, this Bayern Munich of all, is not bad. It's just the means by which you have to slow down Bayern mean that Mbappe damn near has to play left back or Di Maria has to track back and play right back. The defensive setup nullified PSG's forward thrust. And that's just the consequence of how good Bayern are, that in order to shut them down, you have to sacrifice what you're good at. And that's just what happened in the game. (laughs) It's why it was a 1-0. You have to account for like the pressure of a final. And I'm with you. I'm not saying Neymar played great. I'm just saying, if you look at the game, I can understand in that context why a player like Neymar wouldn't play at his peak. Now, you might say, that doesn't matter. If you're going to be one of the great players, or if that's what you aspire to be, then work through it. Get through it. Take the ball from the halfway line and be Maradona against England. Do what you have to do. But for me, I'm like, that's a crazy kind of expectation to put on somebody's shoulders, no matter how good they are. And that's where I'm at with it. So the whole Mbappe flop, Neymar flop, I just feel like that's people just being nasty. No, no. For me, look, PSU
1: didn't play badly. I thought it. It's the second-best final behind the 05 final. I thought it was a very good... I thought it was a really good, good game. A really good football game. And I knew the game would go that way because I thought, okay, 1-1, penalties, Bayern. But I said, it's not going to be like a attacking... Oh, guys, oh, no, H man, they're both attacking teams. How is this going to be? It's going to be a chess match. I said, this is going to be a lot closer. And it was. So, yeah, no, no, like, you see, this was better team against better chances. Ban unique with a better team who had control, but PSG had golden amazing opportunities. But that's what that's why he's called Manuel Neuer. <laughs> you know? So
0: and look, Neymar was incredibly unlucky with his first chance. Because mm. it went through Neuer's legs yeah. and it clips his the his back. Like Neuer knows nothing about that, basically. Uh, where okay it, now this is there's... where I use
1: my ex- experience. Let me use my experience here. I have played a keeper, I haven't played every position. Relax, chill. Mm-hmm. But I did play quite a bit of time as a keeper. He does know a bit about that because what that is is it's basically it's 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 basically keepers' instinct. You're spreading yourself out, but you're also using the movements of your legs all by instinct.
0: No, 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 to... no, no, no. no. I, the 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 leg save he knows about when the ball hits his hand when it goes through him. I think that's incredibly fortuitous, and I'm not sure he knows exactly that his hand is behind him to stop a shot that goes through his leg. Wait, I think that's, wait, that's just, wait, 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 I'm wait, which one I, are, you, are you referring to? I'm um, the, the first one, his first shot where he goes through on goal and he shoots it and it, it goes through Neuer's legs and it clips his legs. Mm-hmm. But while it's, but while it's coming through Neuer, it hits his hand and it goes up. I don't know if he knows, I don't think if Neuer knows it's going to hit his arm. He can't know that. And if it doesn't hit his arm, I think the ball bounces into the goal. Basically,
1: it's it's a mixture of both. It is a mixture of luck, but also it's a mixture of good key keeping, i.e., how quickly he came out and how wide he made himself. <laughs> and how he, he he positioned his 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 body. So it's, it's a, a mixture of 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 the of the two.
0: It, well, you, you make your own luck in some senses, but I'm yeah, just saying, like yeah. that's that's very lucky. And unlucky for Neymar in the same breath. Man, it is, says, it says, is, is
1: HH this, is over like the, the, the Neymar apologist thing. Man, what do you mean unlucky, man?
0: Anybody uh, else, and that's probably a goal.
1: Excuses, man.
0: The difference between the excuse and a good reason is just, you know, de- it depends on who hears it. You're not going to click HH over Kepa. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Shut up, Prince, man. Shout you know out, what?
0: Man. That might not be a lie. Um <laughs> of course
1: of, of course I'm better than Kepa man.
0: I'm just not buying the he flopped narrative. I'm not saying he played like a 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10, but I just think if this Bayern team is as good as people are telling me they are. They haven't lost a game in like 31 matches. They won every game in the Champions League. They have a treble. They beat Barcelona, Messi's Barcelona 8 to 2 in a in a quarterfinal of a Champions League a well-constructed team, what Hansi Fleck has done, all things considered. If Bayern are this good, I don't understand how P- how other people don't understand how PSG could be thwarted in such a manner. That's all I'm saying.
1: Because The best team won, man. And Bayern deserved to win. But it's one of those things because Mbappe will be thinking about that chance. Both Mbappe and Neymar, since the restarts, their finishing has just been not on point.
0: Do you, do you think that's a coincidence? That they played... A game against Lyon in a cup final. I think they played another one. A few friendlies here and there. But Bayern had a whole season, Mm. or the the whole rest of the season, to be sharp. Um, Oh, no, for sure.
1: And And, and and, 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 and and PSG's road to the
0: final wasn't exactly the toughest.
1: And also also the injury as well to Mbappe. So Mm. recovering from that injury. So basically, it's all those things. It's like, that's match sharpness. And fitness helps your finishing, and it just seemed as if yeah, these are chances that look at those Neymar chances against Leipzig, Atlanta. He should be he should he would have put those away, normally. Mm.
0: But he contributed in terms of getting assists and things like that. But you would have thought you know Neymar would score a goal in in three games if you gave him the opportunity, right? Same with Mbappe. But yeah, I think there is something to that where this was just them on muscle memory almost getting through Atlanta, getting through Leipzig. Once you meet a team like Bayern and then Tuchel asks you to play a more pragmatic defensive style or maybe Bayern's tactics just force you into doing that. I can understand where like, okay, you have basically one chance and if you don't score it, I don't know where another chance is coming for you. By the way, I know it was offside, but that Mbappe miss in the second half. (laughs) Thank the Lord
1: it was offside. (laughs) Thank the Lord. No,
0: basically, he he was, didn't know it was an offside. I know, I know. Or, or maybe he did, but he was just like, nah, I want to see it go through the back of the net. No, no, and no, I no, no. Like, I don't know. No,
1: nope. he didn't know. It. I could tell. He, he 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 didn't know it was offside. That was bad. Both of them, they knew that we've just we just missed chances here, man. Like it's it's just a flop. But my thing though is that Mbappe is twenty is twenty one. Fanema, you're twenty seven and twenty twenty. this is your peak. I am looking more at Neymar to really be the guy that really does something than the 21-year-old. You see, R9 Ronaldo was a a freak of nature. The hopes of a nation, not any nation, Brazil, rested on the shoulders of a 21-year-old. So much so that when a 21-year-old had a convulsion, grown men, grown men, their shoulders dropped. (laughs) You know, but not everyone is R9. That's why he was called the phenomenon. So he was not a regular 21-year-old. Putting, p- people wanted to say, oh, bye-bye, bye-bye. he flopped, His crap is that. I'm saying, oh, guys, he's 21. <laughs> the way that they are criticizing him is as if this is the main guy, this is the next to He's 21. No one was expecting like an amazing performance from Messi before the 0-9 final, but he scored cool. Our eyes were on Henri, who, okay, Henri, this is why you came to Barcelona and you are fully at your peak now. Messi, you're just starting off. Yes, we know you're amazing, you're great. But you're just gearing up. And that wasn't nowhere near peak, peak Messi at 2021. So we're not expecting anything of him. So if, let's say, Messi flops in all, 9 i like, oh, OK, <laughs> all right, <laughs> you know. So but I just think the World Cup has put such a massive spotlight on him that it's like, oh, that's the issue. 19-year-old, teenager, World Cup, scored in the final, comparisons to Pele. All right, you now have to be amazing in every single game. If you're not, all right, you, you flopped victim of your own success
0: i I guess you'd have to ask mbappe this and i don't know if you'd even get a straight answer from him. but i wonder if you look at what he did at bonaco what he did in the world cup the first couple seasons for psg i don't think he understood how good he was or he was playing without pressure so you're going to the world cup you're 18 years old he was born in 98 so he was 19
1: i think he was 19 he was 19 he was nineteen. He's gonna be 22 this december
0: he was 19 maybe maybe you don't understand just exactly how good you are and then you win the world cup you just kind of take stock of where you are and you think damn like bro i got a world cup i'm not even 20 yet i moved for i think it was like 140 million so like i'm i'm actually kind of sort of a big deal i've heard him have interviews in french even the ones in english i'm like wow so this guy he's like a really intelligent smart capable like a, a he has a very wise head on his shoulders like above his years i think he's very much knowledgeable of the position that he's in i don't i think he clearly understands where he is or what he can be in a historical context and once you understand the historical context of what you might be able to accomplish in terms of being one of the greats in football it's not just outside pressure that you have to deal with now it's i need to accomplish this in order to be the guy or to be one of the greats. And if he is who we think he is, and he knows who we think he is, again, I'm not saying press in terms of applying pressure to opposition defenders, but he's pressing in terms of, I need to try. So like, if you observe the first 15 minutes of the game, Mbappe's clearly trying to dribble through everybody. Like, <laughs> He's getting the ball whenever he gets it and his head is... It's maybe not down, but he, he's going forward because he's trying to make something happen because he knows this is the Champions League final. I need to win this. Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo, he never won the, the the Champions League. Players like Ibrahimovic have never even made it here. I This is my one chance to continue the narrative, basically. If you're playing with no pressure internally, maybe the outside will give you pressure, but internally, if you're playing with no pressure because you don't really understand the consequences of winning or losing, and you're just out there having fun just... Playing to the best of your abilities, you can do crazy things like what he did with Monaco, what he did against uh, Croatia or Argentina or whatever it is. But now once you're conscious of if I score a goal here, that's putting me on another level totally. Or if we win the Champions League final before I'm 22 or whatever it is, that puts me on a total different level in terms of my historical ranking. Now, you probably have to deal with a little bit more internal strife. And maybe you're not playing the best game you can play because now you're stressed. And I think maybe that's what's creeping into Mbappe's game or what crept into it in this final. People are like, yo, his finishing has been poor. He's probably trying way too hard. It's like, he's not, he might be thinking about it too much. Like, I have to score this. So let me put a little bit extra on it. And maybe that messes up the technique, the rhythm, the timing, the everything. So I think that's where Mbappe might be. But once he comes to cope with that, it's it lights out for everybody.
1: Yeah, and also you also have to look at the whole social media aspects, you know. Mm. Like R9, social media didn't exist. Internet didn't really wasn't really pop up enough. He is very much a child of the internet. You know, he'll he grew out of a grown-up with YouTube, iPod, everything all popping off. So he's very much aware of the comparisons, the talk. Look, look at that tweet he put us, like, Farmers League and everything. So he's very much aware right. of what people are saying. That is much added pressure as opposed to an RNN where all you see are just magazines. So you don't even know what the regular people on the street are, are saying, you know, because we didn't have a voice to say and talk about these things. All you know are what the journalists are saying or maybe the people on the street. So when you now know about all this stuff, pressure people are putting upon you and memes and things you can do on insta live and everything then that's a whole added on thing but i do think that's yeah because look i've always said this that this was never Mbappe's time it's not it's not his time it's, and i still think that he still needs to develop his game for me I, I think that woke up thing was a whoa that's quite quick doing what he already did there but i already feel that no no it's not really his time yet let's see him in three four two, three, four years, boom, 25, 24, 25, 26, aha, let's now see. Bro, the guy's only going to be 22 in December. And so basically, by the time he he hits 24, 20, 25, Cristiano and Messi would, will be gone. So then it will be like, aha, now who is now the guy to fill in the vacancy as the dude? Because for me personally, I can't wait until Messi and Cristiano are, are retired. So we can now <laughs> see the new batch come through.
0: I'm trying to think of another analogy in sports, of just like <laughs> somebody who succeeds so young, ahead of their time. Tyson. Well, no, because we don't want Mbappe to be on Tyson course. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, um, I I can't even put it with LeBron because LeBron got to the finals prematurely, but he lost it.
1: Mm.
0: Mbappe got to the World Cup prematurely, and he won it. And he was a main reason why my friends run it. It's not like, you know, Henri's World Cup where, yeah, you were there, but what did you do? Like Mbappe was actually there and did things. So I'm trying to think of a player who was just very exceptional ahead of time and then continued it. Maybe somebody like Magic Johnson would be a good example where he won the championship as a rookie and then just kept winning. Owen? How old was Owen? Owen flopped. I don't want Mbappe on the yeah, cause, cause Owen he was trajectory, man. Like Owen was a uh, he was very good, but then injuries got him. He ended up wasn't he at Stoke? So that's he like Mbappe Stoke? ending up at like Nimes or someplace. Anything else from the final that stood out to you, man? Hansi Flick. Yo, question. How do I word this without sounding antagonistic? Winning the Bundesliga this season wasn't as easy as like the whole eight in a row thing might make it seem. Mm -hmm. but once they got into a good groove, I think it was pretty much inevitable that Bayern were going to win the Bundesliga because it's just what they do. So really the best way to judge a coach for Bayern is the Champions League. Mm -hmm. But if you're not playing in the Champions League that has home and away in the quarterfinals and the semifinals and the tactical nuance that goes into those, Mm -hmm. is it fair to question how good Fleck is in terms of that dynamic? Or would you say, look, they beat, Barcelona 8 2, they would have just done it even worse or somewhere similar over the course of two legs.
1: Yeah, no, for me, like, no. Like, it's the manner in which they beat the. Basically, we're only we we looking at two games, mm-hmm. Leon and Barcelona, because they played Chelsea twice. Maybe they don't beat Barcelona at Campano, but they win over two legs because Barcelona were, they were waiting to be beaten. They were, they, were, they were a team struggling. And I think once Barcelona faced a truly proper team, they were never going to beat them.
0: Do you think Lyon advanced over two legs instead of Manchester City?
1: You see, now that's
0: interesting. Because because for me, Manchester City would have advanced instead of Lyon if it was a two-leg affair. And then you have Bayern against Manchester City over two legs. But but, but do we know this? How do we know this? No, we don't. It's just my opinion of what I think would have happened. So basically I'm saying... I, w- I wonder how good Fleck can be. I, I, I think he would be good. Let me get that out of the way first. I, th- I think he would have handled it. I still think Bayern would have won the won the Champions League. But I wonder if it's a fair criticism that I've seen where he didn't have to deal with home and away. And because he hasn't had to deal with home and away, and winning the DFB Pokal and winning the Bundesliga are kind of just standard for for Bayern, how do I judge you? off this version of the champions league yeah. that picture is really doing the rounds huh
1: yeah <laughs> man david man, you're smoking crack
0: man. it's so rude that picture man how close did the cameraman get on neymar's face while he's crying okay, it's like,
1: wild man full-on hd like 10, 1080p hd
0: <laughs> it's like 4k quality i'm just like man can you just let the guy cry in peace like anyway but yeah I'm not saying that I believe this. I've just seen this criticism. So I want to know no, what no, you
1: think about it. It, sh- it shouldn't even come into it because looking at two sides, yes, two-legged thing, one extra game, see what happens. But there is a particular difficulty of one particular game, a winner take soul, 90 minutes game. And people were saying, well, maybe this could suit Barcelona and Lionel Messi and, and, and so forth because Messi is a player who can... You'd want in your team in a one-off game. But my thing about it is Nick was so good and they're playing so with such great chemistry, I still believe that they would have still done what they did over two legs because there was no team as cohesive or as dangerous as them. Mm-hmm. So that's my thing. So again, we'll never know. We'll never know. But judging from what we have seen, they have been the best team, without a doubt, in Europe this season. They have just been the, the best. For me, it's between them and Liverpool as far as the best team, but really it's been buying. The moment Flick Got the team together and playing well. They've been the best team, you know, because Liverpool they sort of got a bit wavy towards the end of the season, but Bayern just went from strength to strength to strength to strength and just kept on raising their level. Because look, you have to say, look, he took over a messed up unique team, turned them around, brought back to Musmola, gave Lewandowski his best ever ever season. I think I think it was him who puts. Alaba in defense, which I think was a masterstroke because he has been one of the best players this season. He's been outstanding in defense. Oh, he, the, the job that he's done with this band has been amazing. Absolutely amazing.
0: The same argument I made for Mbappe in terms of not knowing how good he was and then maybe realizing it could have done something to his psyche, just added pressure. Do you think that argument could be applicable to Alphonso Davies? How so? that, that That right now he's in just a trance almost that I, I never expected to be the best left back in the world ever.
1: Drake sent him Hong Kong. Cause basically, he, um, he went on his Insta live and it was like, Oh my gosh, Drake follows me. Drake knows who I am. Blah, blah, blah. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, he's kind of coming into like, this is his version of winning a world cup. Cause he's never going to win a world cup. Yeah, with yeah, Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. this is like the peak of what he can do as a footballer, essentially. Hmm. Um, so I wonder if this is kind of his Mbappe World Cup moment, where it's just like I, nobody really expected me to do this this soon and to be a con- a contributor a contributor to a team this good at this level. So maybe now he realizes, yo, like I actually am good <laughs> in that sense. Like, and you believe it in, in in a different kind of way. So I wonder what happens to him. Um, he's Liberian, by the way. Um, oh, okay. So he I, he's his parents are Liberian. I think he was born in a refugee camp in Ghana, and then they moved to Canada. So technically, he's Ghanaian, I guess. But in actuality, he's Liberian, or would he be technically Liberian? Yeah, well, well, both. You can say both.
1: <laughs> Liberian parents born in. Well, see, for me, see, I was born in England, so I was born in London, but to Nigerian parents.
0: So so technically, you're English. But then, but in actuality, you're Nigerian.
1: No, no, but then I didn't have a, a passport so, because the rules got changed. Uh-huh. So when I was born, they were like, Margaret Thatcher changed the, the ruling. Damn. So you had to basically spend like, I think 10 years continuously before you could apply for a British passport. Ah, so, uh,
0: see, so they were trying to stop, like, yeah. oh, Africans coming. We, get, get we're getting their babies born in yeah, England and let's go
1: babies, um, babies. That's what they say, like, ankle babies. So no no um, look Alphonso Davies no for me best left back in the world 100%.
0: That that's what I'm saying like now that he is and people are going to be telling him like yo you have a amazing talent you're the best left back in the world. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that does to him. Does it make him better or maybe does that do something to his head? I think I think it'll make him better because he was he was, the some of the things that he was doing in this game considering he's not a natural left back like there was one like cushioned header that he put back to Neuer I was like, "Well, okay, that's Quite composed in a Champions League final, hmm. um, that and, and it lets you know that you know he knows what's going on around him and different things like that. Um, oh, no, 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 no! And there was, there was there like was one defensive league. action that he had against um, Chupo Moten. I was like, oh, hmm. For and for somebody who's a left winger and not a left back by trade, it's like, okay, so he's 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 coming around on this whole defensive thing. But when he plays for Canada, you know what? He's going to be much like Alaba. Because when Alaba plays for Austria, he doesn't play left back. He tends to play in midfield. And Davies is going to have to play winger for Canada. There's no way you put him at left back.
1: But then he wouldn't be as effective as, 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 a, as a, a winger.
0: Playing against Conquer I think he can be pretty effective, bro.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Basically, I'm telling you, again, okay, look, guys, I didn't play every position, but from my little experience of playing wing...
0: There's more space to play as, as a left-back than there is as a winger. See,
1: it seems it is totally different. Totally different position. So a great left-back will not make a great left-winger. Two totally different disciplines.
0: But he was already... The reason they bought him is because he they didn't buy him as a left-back. They bought him as a left-winger or as a winger. Um, I'm not sure if he played right or left for Vancouver. But he was, he. was this is his first time being an out-and-out defender, as it were. And he's still kind of using those winger traits. It's like Marcelo or somebody like that. Like, clearly this guy should have been a winger or forward. But we'll just put him at left back because we need him there. And, oh, he's good at it? Keep him there. HH, he he will be deployed as a winger for Canada. It is Canada. (laughs) 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 That's what I'm saying. Like You're not going to put a player who's naturally a winger at left back, even though he's good at left back for Bayern. He wouldn't do that.
1: Are you proud of them? Of what Alfonso has achieved, first Canadian to win the CL. Are you proud as, as a fellow Canadian?
0: Is he the first?
1: Yep. Well, that's yeah, that's what, that's also what they said. That's what's doing the rounds. Wait a minute. Come on, bro. What other Canadian has won a Champions League, bro?
0: Give me a second.
1: You don't need to bloody just Google this thing. He's the first, bro.
0: Owen Hargreaves has one. Just had to make sure. And he he's was not born Canadian, in Canadian, he's he's German. Stroke English. He was born in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Ugh. So <laughs> He's actually. I don't. I don't want to get into like more Canadian or whatever it is. But the fact that he was born on Canadian soil, there's an argument that Owen Hargreaves is more Canadian than Alfonso Davies, who was born in Ghana. For, oh
1: yeah. For, no no yeah for sure for sure. So,
0: and he won one with. I had to make sure he won one with Mayan, but he did so. But he might be the first Canadian international to win a Champions League. So in that case, I feel good. I feel happy for him um, that he's found a home. You look at I'm what happened good, with. Uh, what's the dude's name? Sanchez, Renato Sanchez, where Bayern bought him and it didn't work. And sometimes you hope like whether it be uh, Davies or um, Callum Hudson-Odoi, who they were trying to buy, obviously he didn't go. But it's like, yo, you go to Bayern, there's no guarantee that it works out because they have so many good players. If you mess up in the one season that they might give you to, to play, if you don't find your feet, they'll just move on to the next guy because there's always some guy from Dortmund or Leverkusen or wherever that they can pick up and get. So you kind of have to hit the ground running as it were. And the fact that he's been able to do that incredible and, and in not his natural position. So he's learning on the job and he's considered top three left backs in the world, maybe even top two. So
1: oh, okay, can I just dis- dis- dispel this thing? I, my main position was central midfield. On occasions, this is just on very rare occasions for like one game, I would play maybe keeper or thing on a rare occasion, but 90% of my illustrious career was played in the center of midfield. I was the dictator. <laughs> this is a lie. This is a lie. Never played center back. <laughs> played left back for one game. Never played right back. Played midfield. Never played the DM. Never played AM. I played striker for one season. And that's it.
0: So you never, never for even a second played center back? Never. To, to, where, to where you have a memory of it?
1: Never. Never played center, center back. Never. So
0: how, how many of these did you play, though? What do you mean? How many of these positions did you play? So oh, I no, play... no, wait, wait. Okay, there are 11 positions. I mean, obviously, there are more if we want to get intricate. But let's just use four four two. So we have goalkeeper... You have the two centre-backs, we have the two full-backs, two central midfielders, two wide players, and two strikers. So basically that's one, two, three, four, five, six positions. Were you ever a goalkeeper? Yep. Were you ever a fullback?
1: For one game.
0: So yes. Were you ever a centre-back? Nope. Were you ever a central midfielder? Yep. Were you ever a striker?
1: Yep. But then... <laughs> see, but... You see, see, this is your. I have to say. So I played left back because, first of all, I was supposed to be central midfield. Then they said, yo, we don't have a defense. I said, no, I don't want to play defense. I can't play defense. And they said, no, you have to play. I said, bro, guys, midfield is my position. I wouldn't play. Somehow got into an argument and they forced me in there. So that shouldn't even come because I was like an emergency decision.
0: That Wait a I minute. To- okay, let's, let's, let's add more positions. Did you ever play winger? Or, or, or did I already add that? I must have already asked that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, man. The only thing you haven't done is center back and fullback,
1: because it was because it was it was one game. So doesn't really, you see the positions I really properly played central midfield striker.
0: What was your favorite position that wasn't your natural one?
1: <sighs> well, that's, that's 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 a good one.
0: So so obviously we know central midfield is your what you prefer. But of the you ones know, that you played, what was your favorite?
1: You know what. I really didn't like any other position about front central midfield.
0: What about it appealed to you?
1: It's not for me. It's like, that's where all the football is, is played because you, you touch the ball more, you're involved more. And my favorite thing in football to do was through balls. So the whole thing of like create, basically creating chances for strikers and people, putting like a pass across to the winger, that was like my, my favorite thing, basically distribution of the ball. Mm. Cause that was basically my strength was passing and creating. That was always my I know you, you're just at the heart and the meat of the football, so that was why I liked it the most. But yeah, like winger was horrible. No, <laughs> the no, the hardest position to play wing.
0: Oh, that's that's a good question. Central, where did you play number 10, number six, number eight? Like, what was your
1: oh, number eight? It's basically just pure, basically Modric or pure, basically <laughs> Javi or Modric. <laughs> <laughs>
0: have over there you know,
1: but no, no, no. But yeah, I said, no, wing is if you don't know how, how to play wing, it is impossible. You have to know how to play that position. And also, remember, I was playing at the time before the inside forward became a thing. So mm-hmm. he was like, no, you're here to cross the ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, not you're not here to come down, and you're here to just cross that ball. So
0: that's why I went four, <laughs> four, two, because I was yeah. like, he's probably playing like. <laughs> I have Barcelona clear out written down. So last week before we recorded, Coleman was rumored or just like he was confirmed in the media, but he wasn't confirmed by by Barcelona. So he's there now. He's left his Dutch post. He's gone back to to Barcelona where he won them, I believe, a Champions League in 1990 or European Cup 1992. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think,
1: I think in 92, yeah. Sounds yep. right.
0: They're sending a bunch of people out. So Luis Suarez, pack your bags. Rakitic, pack your bags. There's just a bunch of people that they've they've been like, you know, thank you for your services. What are just your general thoughts on the situation at Barcelona right now?
1: What I find interesting is Messi. That's the interesting angle because
0: isn't it always?
1: You no, know, no. In terms of heel, Messi has enjoyed living in a comfort zone because again, let's let's take this back. I remember MSN. Every time that they showed them training, Messi would always be with the Cannibal and Neymar, and they they pretty much created like their own clique, separate from the group. And I said, mm, this just seems strange. And now you know, obviously, Messi and like the, the Cannibal Suarez, they are very good friends because he came onto his honeymoon and everything like that, like like that. That is so, very weird. I know, super weird. <laughs> you know,
0: actually, no. The more that's strange.
1: It is super strange.
0: So your honeymoon is supposed to be you and your wife, yeah, enjoying each other
1: for... But it was Cannibal's wife as well, and then they were, because I remember there was like a video that was leaked somehow of them like on the beach, and it was like yeah, both couples, both of them. There was like wow, okay, this is this is this is deep,
0: <laughs> intense.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so 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 now once because first of all, Messi already doesn't want to come back; he already is disillusioned. So, once his closest friend is now leaving, he's like, okay, like, what's this now? So, my thinking, reading on the situation, is the board have looked at this and you know what? This is almost similar to what Anil is doing with Juventus, with PLO. Rebrand, mm-hmm. rethink, restructure from the ground up. This is what we have to do. Just get someone to totally, completely do a Pep Guardiola. Change the, the entire team. Decade. Great run, amazing run, time to rebrand. If Messi is not part of that rebrand, it is what it, what it, what, what it is. Hence why they've said that they will entertain Messi leaving. I'm actually excited, you know, because I'm just really excited to see a totally new Barcelona team that play a totally new way, new players, new, totally new look. I think it's exciting. It's boring if same team, same player, same against like. Which is why when you saw Pep come in and change the team from what you saw with Deco, Ronaldinho and so forth, it's like, oh, geez, but this, this team is totally new. And it was just a, a whole new brand of, of, of a team. I think it's it's exciting. It's obviously risky. It's a bit scary, but it's hard to be done because how long do you need to keep on doing a part? Guys are getting old. Guys are getting old. And I think Busquets, P.K. Alba, they were just stretching it and stretching it and stretching it. To point where I uh, you have to pull the plug at some point. Profile season seems right. You
0: know you when know? you keep adding water into orange juice?
1: What, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> oh, what? Water. Maybe you haven't been poor, like we were poor back in the days, but there were these things you used to get like these cans of like frozen concentrate orange juice. Right. And Mm. it would be the end of the the month. Parents hadn't been paid, but you still want orange juice. So it says to put like, you know, you put the frozen concentrate in, then you put maybe like three cans of water, you stir it all together and it gives you orange juice. It's orange juice. But if you want to keep the orange juice, the way that you keep orange juice around, if people aren't going to the store to get more is you just keep adding water. So you just dilute the orange juice and you keep oh, yeah, diluting yeah, yeah, yeah. it and you keep diluting yeah. it. And by the time you put maybe three more cans of water in it, it's not orange juice anymore. It's like water.
1: Because you keep yeah, yeah, going yeah, yeah.
0: back to the well almost. It's like, man, I want orange juice, but damn it, it's it's it's, it's weird water now. <laughs> and that's what Barcelona have become. It's, they've They've added too much water. To the concentrate, they've just kept at it, Just yo, know, let's go back to Busquets again. Let's go back to Messi again. Mm. Let's go mm. back to PK again. Let's go back to Alaba again. It's just it's there, there's no flavor to it anymore. It's just it's just weird water. I, I, so I, 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 they, I, I... they need to go to the store. <laughs>
1: wait, wait, just real quick because milk it just too.
0: milk too. My, my son, you feel me, bro? People used <laughs> to add water to the milk, man. Just. <laughs> To where um, you're basically pouring white water on your
1: cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Let me, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you two, two, two poverty stories. <laughs> so there were, there was, this is the story that said "Never, I will walk out and make sure I'm never in this situation again. I remember like, I was so skint and out of money that I wanted to buy like a baguette bread. <laughs> so, I went, <laughs> so I went to the um, front store and I was literally scrounging off the pennies I had to go through. And the lady just looked at me and said, bro, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I felt so embarrassed. I said, bro, never again will I be this poor. It's never happening, you know. And then I remember there was one type, there's this shop in England called Iceland. Mm-hmm. And it's literally known, it's it's basically the the poor shop, you know, so it's where you get all the deals. Buy one, get 80 free, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I remember, every time we used to do a, a barbecue, we used to, I used to get these sa- sa- sausages. Bro, there were about 40 sausages in this thing. Guess how much they the cost? <laughs> two pounds.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, okay.
1: So it was two pounds. And when I went to rest the in ingredients, it was like about Twenty percent pork sausage, eighty percent chemicals, and some other stuff. <laughs> so literally, when you <laughs> so when you put these sausages on this thing, these things they look like pieces of metal. <laughs> so I don't know what the heck it was. Oh man! <laughs> oh buddy! Oh no! No! Like it was. Actually, I'll tell you some. but I can't really tell a lot of the stories. I'll tell you some stories offline. There's some <laughs> mad stories because it, it just goes very deep, very
0: deep. Oh, so man. I can relate in some ways. I can relate. Yeah. So Iceland is worse than Aldi's.
1: As I said, Aldi is obviously the new Iceland. Basically, like
0: oh, okay.
1: Basically, there's a thing. There's a thing. I'm sure Erhan and Rodney will know. Like, there's another place in London. I think it's. I think it's it Poundland. I think it's. Is it Poundland? I think where everything is a pound. Every single thing in the store is a pound. So, you know.
0: Shout out Family Dollar. Shout out Dollar Tree. Shout out. <laughs> Yo, my, my dad loves Aldi's, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, never, I've
0: never went there, man. Fam, apparently it's a big hit with African immigrants, man. In the oh, Aldi. Come on, man. You you can't keep black people from a deal. Africans, oh, is, you can't bro. keep Africans from a deal.
1: You see, that's, you know, I, you know, I still have that. Even if, okay, I've got... A bit more money than i used to have but it's still ingrained in me anytime i see a deal i go crazy <laughs> like even if i just say oh my gosh it's now reduced to 25p i'm like yes like the the sense of joy and and achievements i have of like man i got this on a on a huge deal By like whenever i saw like the oreos now now 50p and the worst thing is that they put it in in red so mm. as i go into the store my eyes are just looking as red okay, red 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 and then i just go go for that bargain
0: <laughs> We could just—I'll I'll leave it here. But like you know, when uh I, I, well, maybe the food laws are different in the UK. But uh you'll, you'll see a commercial for Burger King or McDonald's. Maybe not—not not so much McDonald's, more so Burger King. There'll be like twenty nuggets for one dollar and ninety-nine cents. <laughs> but it doesn't say chicken nuggets. It just says nuggets. <laughs> so you're thinking, how can you give me twenty chicken nuggets? for $1.99, but you're, it's not chicken. They market it specifically as nuggets. So once I clued on to that, that, yo, it's not chicken nuggets. They're just saying they're nuggets. Nuggets of what? <laughs> but, but I could imagine people who are like, dog, we can go get a $1.99 chicken nuggets, 20 of them? Yo, let's go. <laughs> like, bro, wait a, minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not chicken. It's just meat. <laughs> that's not the same thing so yeah
1: man, man look man you know baby, i'm just having memories of just back bro day, but man. if
0: it, look look man if you're hungry give me the mystery meat man who cares oh
1: you see that's the thing, it's like bro once you're starving there's no food i'll eat anything i don't give a damn <laughs> to that, i'll eat anything you know so you know it's just like now i'm like okay so what does it have like how many carbs look at me look at the ingredients let me look at you know
0: yeah, we're we spoiled these days. Oh no, very spoiled. Very but spoiled. anyway, Barcelona—they need to go to the store. Is all I'm saying. So hmm. apparently, they're going to the Dutch store. So I've seen, obviously, Depay. Frankie De Jong's already there. I've seen ronaldo rumored. I've seen other, uh, uh, many other, um, Dutch talents. So Coleman's Coleman obviously knows the Dutch scouting network very well, being that he just came from their their national team. So he's probably very up to date on, yo, this youngster from the under-23s, this one from the under-21s, this one from the senior team that nobody knows but I know. So I could see a maybe a Dutch revolution where Coleman mm. comes in and the Cruyff way, as it were. Does Messi fit? We'll see. Speaking of revolutions, Chelsea, man. Abramovich, bro. <laughs>
1: He, he wants to smoke. I promise Do you know?
0: Smoke. People are calling it a FIFA Career Mode. I think I, I think I have to agree. Like it, I, I I don't know what the last time you played FIFA Career Mode, but sometimes depending on what you want to accomplish in the Career Mode, you might just go out and you just like try to sign fifteen targets at once, right? Just like I'm going to get through all of these transfers today. And what happens is the game you simulate a couple days ahead. I'm only explaining this because half of doesn't play FIFA. I'm sure everybody knows, but he doesn't, maybe. So he
1: hates FIFA, Purivo, all the way. I know,
0: I know. So you simulate a few days ahead, and what you get back in your manager portal place is hella emails. So it'd be like, yo, Arsenal have rejected the bid for Obama Yang. Uh, Napoli have rejected the bid for Koulibaly. Uh, Barcelona have accepted your bid for Dumbele. And you just, it goes on and on and on and on and on. It almost feels like Chelsea have got all their emails back within the past two days. Chilwell, we got that back. Silva got that back. Havertz got that back. I've seen, Yo Sar from, I think, Nice? Nice, Nice, yeah. Got that back. I've seen two goalkeepers in two days. One from Leo, one from Ren. So I'm like, I think Roman has been like, we got slapped seven one by Bayern. We <laughs> lost the final to Arsenal. We barely got fourth place, and now we can spend again. Let's go, <laughs> let's go. Give Frank what he says he needs. You no, know, look,
1: I think which is why you feel sorry for like United fans because their owners don't give a damn about football, or even Arsenal fans. Their owner doesn't give a damn about football. Abramovich loves football. <laughs> you know, he loves it so. In his mind is, if I have the money, I'm going to spend it on on players. The Glazers are like, this is a business. What's what's his name? What's the name of the Arsenal dude? Oh, Kroenke. Um, Cronky. Cronky's like, bro, this is a business. This is this is one of my many. Roman, biz- this business. is a
0: toy. This is like, uh, this is his fun thing. It, thank you. He this already has, he has businesses work. outside of Chelsea. This is like a play thing. This, this is this is where he gets his fun.
1: Thank you. This is like.
0: And yachts, He's, apparently.
1: Yeah, this is like. Have, have you seen
0: his yacht, by the way? There was there, there was footage of like this boat. Why do you think went- I call
1: him Bram? I call him Bram. That's why I call him Bram. I, I don't think you understand what this guy's. That's why I call him Bram. Really. Fam, there was
0: there was a boat that was a pretty decent sized boat. They filmed past his yacht. I think it's called Eclipse. In the pictures, it looks big, but the way that they were filming when they were just sailing past, like what the why does anybody need a boat that big privately owned it's like a damn it's like a cruise ship in comparison to like the dude is rich is all i'm saying like
1: he's got cake <laughs> he's got cheddar he's got. and cake. this
0: is after divorces where the like women in his life have taken ah uh, just here here you go he's 800 million or whatever it is come on man bro the boats that were attached to his yacht were bigger <laughs> than the boats that were sailing past next level wealth No, no, no,
1: no. Next level, well, it's it's deep.
0: Putin is responsible for Chelsea. This is a different discussion for another day. So, low key, shout out Putin if you're a Chelsea fan, right? Question mark, question mark, question mark. But anyway, you were saying that Roman, you were saying um, it's not a business to him. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, as if you put it perfectly.
1: It's a play toy and a toy that he really, really enjoys because. He really loves for, for football that is really into And so this is his baby. This is his baby. And that is what every fan wishes, that the owner, the money guy, really loves the thing. So they will try anything in order to make them win because they want to win because this is, this is the thing that they want to do. So Bram was like, bro, as, as the soon as that ban is lifted, we are going ham. <laughs> okay, anyone you know can feel the smoke. <laughs>
0: Inside of the transfer ban, they bought Pulisic and they bought Kovacic. So, what did y'all think would happen yeah. when there was no transfer ban?
1: <laughs> but see, this now puts pressure on Lampard now. I love it. It puts pressure because now Lampard, there are zero excuses now. You now have you can buy whoever you are capable of buying. It's now down to you.
0: Barcelona keep tabs on that. Chelsea keep tabs on that. I'm looking at Arsenal as well. Danny T, how tall am I? Um 187.
1: Oh, you don't do it inches and whites
0: and feet centimeters. I mean, it's a more accurate representation. I'm like in between 6'1 and 6'2. With shoes on, I claim six two. With shoes off, more like six one. Um, where, where was I going next? Europa League final. God. You know what? This one's difficult for me because when Conte loses, I feel happy. But I also like Lukaku a lot. And Mm. the fact that he scored an own goal that won Sevilla, the Europa League, it's slightly depressing. Although I can take a little bit of joy from, you know, Conte losing. Yeah, man. Sevilla owned the thing. I'm not sure how much we should discuss this because it just is what it is. How many times can you win this thing?
1: Just call it the Sevilla Trophy, the Sevilla Cup. It's, 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 It's stupid. They've won it way too many times. Way too many times. Six? See, I think in the last 10 years, I think six. I think six.
0: It can't be in the last six in the last 10.
1: So they did three. This is one. And I think they did one like a few years ago before this.
0: So the winners have been Atletico, Sevilla, Chelsea, Manchester United, and who else has won it? I guess that's Um, it. I wish I was taller than 5'10". It's such an unserious height. <laughs> it's not that bad, man. Listen, you can't control how tall you are. I don't know why people put so much stock in it. Um, but, yeah, I feel bad for Lukaku. He, he didn't deserve that. It's yeah, like that was it's, it was instinctual. It was just like the ball's coming to me. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah, me yeah, get yeah. rid of it. But it would just... It just comes to him. I mean, I don't... You're not going to expect that dude to do an overhead kick like that. But, you know, credit to him, man. He had a really bad first half. And then pretty much scored the game-winning goal. Except it went off Lukaku first. Was it Carlos? And
1: also, it was a penalty. But Villa just decided not to look at it. it and Carlos?
0: And he probably should have been off in the first instance anyway. Like yeah. the tackle on Lukaku, that could have been a red. So, I have written down here. Ask, have hope, what's up? So is there anything in the world of football that is on your mind right now?
1: Do you think we see fans in stadiums at any point this year?
0: I would return it with a question. Have mm-hmm. you missed fans in the stadium? No. I haven't really missed it. And the players seem to be playing just as hard.
1: Speaking of that, did you see the Herrera interview that Ford sort of posted on Twitter? I did not. This is just like a post match thing. And they basically asked him, like, oh yeah, so what do you think of playing with no fans? He said, uh, it's it's shit. <laughs> but then, he, <laughs> but then he, he quickly had to basically, because he's like, oh my God, she just, because he, he said that, but he tried to kind of like correct him himself. So my thing though is, I don't know how all the players feel about it. You know, see, I don't want to sound dismissive. Mm-hmm. Fans are hugely important, mm-hmm. 100%. The atmosphere the look and everything but i can only be honest when i look at football matches i'm not looking at the fans i'm looking at the guys playing on the pitch and most of them because the comment the commentary is garbage i watch it on mute (laughs) same so so my thing is my thing is that so because i'm concentrating on the tactics the players and everything that so boom like like these champions things the grammar was amazing it was great and it was on mute
0: so I would rather they just not even do the fake crowd noise either. When, whenever I do have the sound on, I'm not really a fan of the yeah. fake noise. Oh, no,
1: no, no, noise. it's 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 crap because whenever a team scores, the cheering sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sh-sh-sh. I mean, it, it just sounds yeah.
0: Awful. But I, I I was watching, and I know this is a different sport, but I was watching, and this is It's a bit different because the fan. And I know in some stadiums, that like the fans are on you, but in some another stadium, it's just like maybe. Uh, an Olympic track around the 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 pitch or whatever it is, but you know when Dame Lillard hit the shot that got rid of the the Thunder last year, or the year before, mm, mm. the way that that Portland crowd went nuts. I'm like, actually, this was kind of dope to have people in the stadium to watch that moment. If he does it in the bubble where there's no fans, yeah, 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 yeah. you might like like what Luca did. Like you're like, whoa, like yeah. that's crazy. But imagine if you do that in Dallas. Or yeah. the like the the kind of defeated nature that you would get if you did that in the staples center. That is worth something. I'm oh, not no, sure, sure what it's worth, but it's worth something. And you can you can imagine the Bayern fans' reaction for the Coleman goal. What whether whether or not the game plays out exactly the same with the crowd, I think is a fair question. But let's say that the exact 90 minutes play out the exact same way with people in the crowd. When Coleman scores. The kind of dejection that PSG fans would have, the 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 elation in the stadium that Bayern would have, like it would be, it would have an effect.
1: Or like like the triple moting goal.
0: Yeah, that would have been nuts. Like him running over to the crowd, maybe jumping in it. Like it would have been crazy. So,
1: football loses its heart. It's like you have to understand where I'm coming from. Hence why I was trying to be careful here. Is that fans give football its soul, hundred percent. But I don't watch football for the fans. I watch football because I have a passion for the sport. Why do you watch football primarily? Fans, for me, is like an extra addition. I watch it because I played football, I grew up loving football, and I'm watching the very best do it. And I'm admiring the very best people play the sport at the highest possible level. So that is my thing to it. The fans, that's just an extra addition. That's why it's called Atmosphere. So you're just adding atmosphere to it but you take it away okay it's fine it's only when you have a meal the football is the meal the fans is like the sauce the spicy sauce with the spicy sauce it gives you that extra kick but it still tastes good without the spicy sauce the the meal (laughs) still still tastes good but the meal is heightened with that um um chinese special sauce that that i always have my meals
0: Many food metaphors on the podcast today. Um, so let's let's do these questions and then we can dip. From Ibra official alert: Chelsea going for a double swoop on two free agents, Malang Sar, after finalizing Thiago Silva in the coming days. Thoughts: We don't answer questions that say thoughts, but it is interesting. Um,
1: oh no no yeah, big potentially huge.
0: It makes me okay. You know what, okay, I'll answer it. It makes me oh. wonder what happens with the three center backs or the four center backs who are already at the club? So what happens with Rudiger? What happens with Zuma, Christensen and Tamori? Christensen. So, So what happens with those four guys? If you bring in Silva and another, so we'll see from red devilology. Do Atalanta beat PSG? If Ilicic's wife doesn't cheat on him with a Slovenian bartender, that's all alleged. That's Red Devilology on Twitter. No, it's not <laughs> me. Um, if he plays, um, except for have hope, is Alaba the most versatile player in the world? Oh. <laughs> Played center back, left back, DM, CM, and left winger for Austria as well. I mean, he's versatile for sure. But I, there might be a player on his team that's slightly more in Joshua Kimmich.
1: Kimmich is the most versatile player. He can, can play all positions in defense and he can play pretty much all positions in, in midfield and also his skill set as well in terms of his tackling, defending, his passing, and his finishing. He's the most versatile player in the world.
0: Is James Milner a shout? No. Because he, he could play center back, full back, central midfield. He's played not, winger, not as
1: well as Kimmich. Also, he doesn't have the finishing capabilities or the playmaking. Who provided the the assist? For the Champions League final.
0: Milner could do that. No, he can't. Milner takes penalties as well.
1: So Milner could provide that ball to Coleman. It's it, no, he it can't. was the
0: cross it was a I'm not saying it was easy, but it was just it's not a Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, oh my god, how did you do that cross?
1: Milner so, ain't doing that, bro. <laughs> and Liverpool fans will, will tell you so. Milner ain't I'll, doing that.
0: If you ask Liverpool fans about anything Liverpool, they'll say the player can do it. Can Jordan Henderson fly to to the moon? Yes, he can. Like <laughs> Uh, from Mick let me click you from Mick Polo King Willian is too old but they signed Thiago Silva why are Chelsea not in for a top centre back well maybe maybe they are Thiago so um, Silva
1: is a very good centre back bro better than if, those guys in there
0: okay this is, this, this is a good question from Black Emoji <laughs> if players wrote their own tell all autobiographies who would you whose would you read and what would the title be mine would be Balotelli's Oh you stole my mind. <laughs> <line. laughs> called They Called Me Nigger. The story of a black Italian. <laughs> they called me nigger. <laughs> what? Okay, I should, I... he's black. He's black. No, nope, it, it it's okay. <laughs> Just make it sound. Well, the 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 two that were given were pretty good. I don't I don't see Balotelli Balotelli writing a book, but maybe no. he would. Uh Mourinho's autobiography, I'm I'm gonna buy that. Oh, for sure. Um, he might already have one now that I think about it, but
1: because no, 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 I remember I saw someone reading one when I was on the train. Someone mm. was, was reading it in a Mourinho book,
0: yeah. Um, who's Drogba? That would be a good one for me, anyway.
1: You um... know what? George Wears would be really good from player to president. president.
0: That would be the title,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: player to present. Uh um, okay. And I don't know what drug was would be. What would, would the title be of drug was autobiography? Something about stopping
1: a war. No, 2012. No,
0: no. <laughs> it would be focused on yeah, I played football, but I stopped a civil war. Or at least I helped pause it, if that makes sense.
1: Um actually, actually Anelka
0: he, his documentary was pretty good.
1: yeah very interesting man flipping dominic man wow
0: the funniest part of the document you know what no no no. we're we're gonna have to do a review of the documentary so (laughs) uh firstly good to see daniel uh using my football manager idea cool cool um yeah yeah, what's
1: it called me and i'm thinking we're we're gonna team up man
0: oh i'm just thinking now okay
1: Yeah, Yeah, me and me and thingy. Well, we're going to team up, football manager, man. We're going to take, like, a a lowly team to championship grades, man.
0: Last question. Second, are we going to see some terrible football next season? And do you think we'll see an increase in injuries? Look, it's a lot of football being crammed into one last month in terms of the football schedule. So August is basically gone. PSG might have a game next week for League on already right. because League League started yeah, last yeah. week or do they have a
1: game this weekend. They might
0: they yeah. might. So I it wouldn't shock me if we saw injuries and just the casualties of a war of attrition, basically. But you know, the money has to flow, so they're not gonna stop it. I <laughs> Samuel Eto's autobiography would be good, I'd read that. <laughs> Just if if only, if only for the pep chapters, I need the uh, yayas. Yeah, I'd read for the pep chapters. Jugba's um, autobiography would be it's a disgrace, <laughs> it's a disgrace.
1: <laughs> and also the front cover will be him in his slippers. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. So that that's the end of the question. So we can get out of here. So. This has been the Talking Tactics Podcast. We thank you for listening. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter, at Talking Tactics. Follow us on Instagram, at Talking Tactics. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Give us a five-star review, and we'll read it on the show. Yes, Juju Man is still missing. We don't know where he is, okay? Yeah, man. APB, Juju Man. This is the thing. We don't know his real name. We don't know how to get a hold of this guy. We call him Juju Man.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) so he he, he'll come back if he comes back but at least you know we have a podcast episode with juju so if you ever miss juju go back and listen to the podcast episode that we did Mm. um he's recorded for posterity in that sense um yeah if you want to help the podcast out monetarily check us out on uh patreon as you heard we're, we're doing some football manager stuff um we'll do fifa stuff when fifa 21 comes out and playstation 5 comes out and obviously the, the extras that we do every week. So go check those out. $3 a month, nothing too bad. Where can people find you?
1: You can find me um, at com or halfope, man.
0: Yes. And by the way, we still are taking video suggestions if you want to send them. So it's just dependent. Let on them be, be
1: nice videos about positive things. There's so yeah. much ne- negativity in my life at the moment.
0: Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious.
1: Always football.
0: Indeed. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.
1: Peace, peace, peace.